0: What's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala Bye. with your friendly stay-at-home podcast hosts Harish and Terrence from Ministry of Funny. Hey, but
1: to clarify, I'm this actually a... I'm actually in the office. La. I'm in the office. I'm not at home. Oh you're in the office? Uh? Yeah, of oh, course, damn. La, the whole world can't stop just because you are in quarantine. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> you went to the office to get away from your wife, right? Uh my wife is working. Why would I be getting away from her? <laughs> make sense. Nice save, man! Nice save. You're just try Nice break. save. You're like one of those people who who say you're working from home, <laughs> but actually you're just like sleeping and jerking off, right?
0: No, but like to be honest, like the past few days have been tough, man. Like fucking staying at home is is driving me nuts, which is why like that's what I was I was I was telling you and and this is just uh to everyone listening is a conversation I had with Terrence saying that we need to I like or oh, I need some sort of a bit more structure to. To have like more deadlines for the stuff we are we are planning to do because otherwise I'm just fucking aimless and lost at home.
1: But what uh, is so what is so bad about working from home? Then that, that makes it so difficult.
0: So i mean, okay for me personally working at home um, because I, I live with my mom. So so there's that there's that element, and she is also not trying to go out. And then the thing about staying at home, I for the longest time I've never been able to work uh, at home unless there's a very very tight deadline. Mm. If 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 like when we were doing our TV show and all, if we needed to edit, then home is great. I get up from bed, I edit, I go back to sleep, I get up, I edit. But in times where the deadlines are not very urgent and there needs to be like more internal motivation to to work, uh, that is where I find it hard at home, la. And also being home since fucking like Sunday, it sucks, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, what, what, is your, what, really what does your mother have to do with it, though? I don't understand it
0: because. I mean, just that um, once in a while she'll shout my name for something. And I mean, okay, like <laughs> I've lived, uh, lived on my own and I've lived with my mom. And for some reason, there's a big difference uh, about having just your mom in the vicinity. Like. I don't know how to explain it. And I know you're, you're, you're acting all surprised because you don't <laughs> live with your mom. <laughs> so fuck you. Okay, <laughs> but maybe she's shouting at you because
1: because you're like not wearing pants and you're walking around and it's indecent or whatever. That's why she's shouting at you. Have you thought of that?
0: No, most of the most of the time she's shouting at me because my ears are plugged into music or recording a damn podcast. Oh, like. it's not because you're doing something
1: wrong, Like yeah, uh, I don't, know. I
0: don't think so. I don't think so. And 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 because I've I've given that I came here from Bali, I've really made an active effort to not go out at all. Like the worst case is I just go down. For a, for a walk and avoid people so so I'm trying to do my part, but man, and already like i think i i I don't have kids i've been i've been reading up i mean all like i've been seeing a lot of people who have kids at home saying that um they can't they can't uh they can't imagine teaching kids for longer periods of time yeah, yeah so I don't have kids uh and yeah so I can imagine people out there getting going even more crazy if you have a big family and everyone is staying at home, holy crap.
1: Yeah, so I think I think our podcast right now is dedicated to all the stay-at-home warriors. Everyone who's yes. going through the same thing that Harish is going through now, and <laughs> yes, being screamed sorry. at by your mothers or your wives and, and stuff <laughs> like that, or, or husbands, yeah. husbands. Let's not let's not be sexist here. Huh? It could be husbands yeah. and and dads. fathers and fathers. that yeah, they're they irritating <laughs> you as well. Because I mean, I know but, I know that I can be very irritating if my wife is trying to work at home as well, la. And even my dogs my dogs are like are irritated that I'm at home so much these days. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, I think I think they, they probably think I'm depressed or something, and huh? they're like why why is he not going out at all? <laughs> but but ironically what we said before we recorded this
0: podcast is we're not gonna talk about anything coronavirus related and we start with talking about being quarantined at home. Which I guess you can argue if you think about we're just saying we're working from home. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the quarantine. Yeah, it's nothing yeah, yeah. to
1: do with the virus. We're just deciding to take a break from each other and work from home. No, but one thing, I mean, I, I do think that uh, you and I, we share, is that when we see instances of, of extraordinary times like this, right, we always make an effort to document how we feel or think about it. Remember when, like, the Lee Kuan Yew funeral, for example, like, right, how we yeah. decided, okay, let's just go down and uh, walk the streets and, and see what the, the big fuss yeah. is, right, midnight, and then, and, and, it was it was really something crazy, like it was the feeling in the air, there was just something in the air that didn't feel right, like, and, and you know, it, it was it made me like, oh okay. I think it's actually really worth uh documenting these things and like talking about the, the act of quarantining, which is like a month ago no one could have imagined that our lives would be like that a month ago, like, you know. So so it's 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 something worth just sitting back and thinking, huh, this is quite extraordinary, yeah.
0: And, and for me, it's actually quite cathartic talking about it because, I mean, I, I haven't really posted much on Facebook and then over the past few months, I think my, I mean, over the past, since we started doing social media for a living, my rate of Facebook posts have been very limited. So, there's almost so much I want to express but I don't know how and we're not making videos at this point in time. So, this podcast is cathartic and I know for our listeners, some of you guys did message us the last podcast saying that, oh... It would be nice if it was something not coronavirus related, which we understand, which we are, which is what we're trying to do today. But part of it is also just talking through it and making sense of this whole crazy business.
1: Yeah. I think that there, there is but, yeah. humor. There's humor in everything, like if you really look for it. So I think that yeah. people are just sick of talking about coronavirus at this point huh, maybe.
0: Yeah. So so which is why today we are actually gonna make an active effort. Like even the topics we have we have selected they... They are a very, very distantly related to coronavirus, but even without the virus, these topics would still stand. Uh, so that yeah. we can guarantee you, if and when we veer into coronavirus, we'll self, we'll check ourselves, our own self, check our own selves, and and veer away la. So yeah. so hopefully we can also use
1: this as an escape from from everything we're gonna get back to after this podcast ends. I would I would suggest also if you are if you want to make it more fun for yourself. Every time the word Corona is mentioned, you take a shot of water or something. Uh, something healthy. <laughs> take a shot yeah. of water? As you listen no, in to fact, this podcast. Now is the, uh.
0: No, now is the best time to drink, dude. Because you don't even need to worry about making a, getting a taxi home. Oh, that's true. Uh, you just drink at home. Yeah. So yeah, so all of you listening, you're working from home, fuck it. Just grab some alcohol. If you don't drink alcohol, just, uh, I don't know, like eat some wallpaper or something. Because there are people who eat wallpaper. Uh, my mom was one of them when she was young. Um, but um, but yeah, just just do something fun I- to spice up your life, uh. Water, I guess if you don't drink enough water, that's fine. But maybe you can just take like a shot of sriracha or something. Yeah. Every time we say the sea word. Yeah. The dreaded sea word. Sea word. Okay, cool, <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, the sea okay, word. The sea like, word. Like fucking now can say now we can say kant cock chiba everything all that can but the other sea word cannot. Yeah, the big. C other sea word. word cannot. Yeah, the big sea word. All right, cool. What so, is our our? topic of the week our, our first first topic of the week is uh, so there's this person called Melissa Chen who is a, a Singaporean who was I mean who was born in Singapore but moved to the US for university I believe uh, just a few weeks ago she became the first ever Singaporean to appear on the Joe Rogan podcast which is a title that I will willingly admit that I was always dreaming of earning my, uh, myself or it' would be cool if both of us made it to the first. The first Singaporeans on Joe Rogan podcast, but she she took it. But anyway, she's an activist based in the US, lah. Mm, um, mm. she came she came to the forefront a few years ago uh, when she kind of spoke out in support of uh, Imus Yi's uh, uh, quest for asylum in the US. And I think she was yeah. the one who facilitated his
1: his asylum being granted in the US, right? Yeah, I think she, if I'm not wrong, she was the one who was submitting the paperwork or doing a lot of the the paperwork and the corresponding with US authorities on AMC's, uh, yeah. refuge refugee status. Uh. Even though, I think after a few weeks of interacting with Amosy,
0: even she came out and kind of like, uh kind of dissed him for the way he was acting, right? There was yeah, yeah, there? correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. I
1: think, so, uh, because emercy has, I mean, has a long history of uh, turning, uh, biting s- stabbing, the hand that feeds her. Uh, yeah, exactly. Stabbing people who help him in the back, yeah. Uh
0: yeah so that was a few years ago and i mean since then or even while she was doing that she i think she has does a lot of work in the non-profit world and as of now she actually works on a very cool non-profit she writes for the spectator freelance and she works on a cool non-profit that translates uh, the greatest literature from the west into uh, middle eastern languages like because her belief is that the middle east could uh, benefit from having some other ideas being shared with them and Fucking, it's, it's, it's doing great in terms of getting the, the ideas out there. La, which mm. is great. Uh, but a few days ago, she she uh, encountered the, the fury of Singapore netizens when she wrote an article for The Spectator, which is a US publication, titled, Time to Ban Wet Markets. China's ra-, And the subtitle is, China's rampant consumption of exotic animals and lack of hygiene standards is far from above criticism. Which, you could you could argue, yeah, it's a good point. But... Under the title, the hero image for the imi- uh, for the article was a wet market in Singapore,
1: yeah. taken fr- from a wet market in Singapore. So and it was labeled I mean, uh, It was not a mistake because it was labeled yeah, yeah. literally labeled a wet market in Singapore.
0: Yeah. So so even then, once you read the article, uh, the context of the Singapore market is she references her time growing up in Singapore and going to the wet market and describing it as like a not the most pleasant experience la. And mm. then she segues into how it is in China. So, but people still went livid. Uh, like some of the, the responses to her on Twitter was, why are you using a picture of a wet market in Singapore if the story is about China? Aren't you born in Singapore? Don't you know that Singapore is not part of China? Our wet markets are also very different. There is no slaughtering. So of course, mm-hmm. you get some people who jump to conclusions like that. But in general, her article kind of talks about, yeah, like, the case for why wet markets in China should be closed. Mm-hmm. But... Uh but I mean there were what, what, what do you think of the of the article? Uh
1: I mean we also gotta point out that uh like I think Mr. Brown himself also posted mm. this article saying that uh yeah it's a very different thing showing a Singapore a picture of a Singapore wet market and a China wet market lah. La. And, and, yeah. and also uh Bertha Hansen as well, right? You said also had something yeah. to say about it. Uh yeah. basically everyone's just calling her out for using the picture of the Singapore wet market. La. Uh yeah, but so, I mean, W- yeah. What I thought about it. Uh. Yeah, uh, or or maybe should we just run through the article in brief? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, sure. Sure. I think because it's uh so she she yeah, goes to so quite I mean, a lot of details. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. I I have the article in front of me. I'll just go paragraph by paragraph like a high level. So the first one is uh, is talking about a flashback from her childhood describing um what uh how she didn't like wet markets growing up and then the second paragraph describes a visit to the wet market when she was young, including the final sentence saying, a mixture of blood, water, and flecks of fish scale rained upon me like macabre, confetti. Um, And then she introduces wet markets like the one in Wuhan that was ground zero for COVID-19 and and the issues they face. And then the next paragraph is about pictures and videos that showcase what it was like uh, and some stats on the virus uh, and and how many infections it had caused at the point of writing this article. Then the next paragraph goes into the history of the Chinese preference for wet markets um, and, and uh, the reason why they came about. Then uh, the next paragraph debunks the myth that freshly killed animals taste superior uh, than, than animals that have been ki- killed and stored for a while. And then uh, into what drives the demand for exotic wildlife and talking about TCM and talking about how TCM kind of played a part in the spread of uh, wet markets. Then the next paragraph is what the Chinese government has done to curb the, the, the wildlife farm since the, the dreaded C word broke out. Uh, and then the second to last paragraph is talking about the general problems and it's not just her article but other articles as well. And the last paragraph is about how China needs to introduce regulation. So, so it was almost like Singapore was used as the intro and mm. there was nothing else about Singapore that was spoken then which yeah. is why i guess people were calling her out but then she really responded so so co- she responded to the comment i read just now about there's nothing wrong with wet markets uh, wet markets in singapore are regulated and safe and then her response was if you read the piece you would have known that i exactly said that mm. so that's where i don't get her response mm. and
1: yeah, I mean, and i uh, think that's
0: where yeah
1: i think that that's what um, the gist of everyone calling her out is about uh, that there's something disingenuous about how she used the picture of a Singapore wet market and only mentioned it in her childhood memories but never addressed it uh, other than saying that, oh, uh, these type of wet markets are found all over Asia, like the one in Wuhan and that, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, and and I mean, she had another response saying Singapore wet markets are fine, standards are high, never said anything about banning wet markets there, which is true. She did say... China Chinese wet markets need to be banned. But I'm just wondering like in terms of her thought process also, you you I mean, am I right to say that when you choose an image to be the one image that represents your article, you will want something that kind of captures the gist of it,
1: right? Yeah. Which is
0: why it's it's weird that she uses a Singapore wet market and and to to introduce it like and I mean even then if you want to use it to introduce the topic, uh the I mean, this is what we learned in general paper, right? Like last time when we study how to write essays and all. Like you want to start off with something. You kind of like you. It's nice if you bring it back to your intro, mm-hmm. But this one said to said nothing, nothing about Singapore. So, I mean, I I personally am not that fussed about the article. But hmm. I don't know what about you?
1: I mean, uh, one thing about. This Melissa Chen is that I think a lot of Singaporeans The intelligentsia in Singapore They have discredit That they, they basically think She's full lah, um Because Why, eh? because of her Support for a For one uh, Secondly I think In general activists uh, Any kind of activists Like in Singapore uh, uh, Through years of years Of, of a lot of like uh, Media programming And everything Basically, we don't really see activists as, as, as useful to society. Um, mm. So when you've got an activist in the US who's helping Amosie with his refugee uh, application, and Amosie wasn't exactly the most loved person in Singapore either. Lah. And really? Then, <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly she <laughs> turned around and said, oh, actually, I made a mistake. Amosie is a, a vile person or whatever she said about Amosie. I can't support him. Then then everyone, everyone there's a bit of... Like, everyone's just laughing at her. La, Sheldon Freud. And, and just, like, happy that, that she fucked up. La. So, uh, some of the anger that I see in my personal Facebook feed and all directed towards her um, is about her being a the daughter. Apparently, she's the daughter of someone very rich. A rich civil servant in Singapore or something like that. And, really? And, and, yeah, which, which paints her at being what? an activist in an even more, like, hypocritical light. La. So, so that that's where I think a lot of people start from when when looking at this article. Like here, she is at it again. The this rich daughter of uh, some big civil servant in Singapore who who ran away to the US at a young age and like just likes to bash Singapore for the sake of bashing Singapore la. That was the response, and and obviously what she did here hasn't helped her cause. Obviously, yeah, um, yeah. And her defense was large yeah, that she didn't explicitly mention Singapore beyond the first couple of paragraphs. And she was just showing a wet market, as an example. But uh, it's, a, it's a bit difficult to swallow because at the same time, like you mentioned, right, she was on Joe Rogan's show uh, about a month ago. And I listened to the whole thing and she sounded on that show like a... I also wanted to, hey, you know what is that crazy activist woman from Singapore who's on Joe Rogan. I, I I did not... I was prepared to react badly to it, but... Actually, listened to it. And I felt, oh, actually, she sounds quite level-headed. She had good things and also bad things to say about Singapore, um, yeah. both ways, and 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 which are even more apparent now because of the coronavirus and stuff like that, right? So I yeah. I, I didn't I felt like yeah hey, hey, you she's, said the c word you said the c word oh you yeah shit. everyone word. take a bah. shot <laughs> so but yeah so I, I I didn't feel like she was um she she was that kind of crazy activist kind of uh persona la, that the a lot of the media has painted it out to be. Um yeah so I I was I was kinda like I was trying to see oh, okay, okay is she did she have a point in this article uh by not mentioning Singapore but I, <laughs> this way I I felt like okay what's the word to describe her behavior here? I would say is disingenuous la in the sense that yeah you didn't mention Singapore beyond that or you didn't say that Singapore's wet markets are bad. But just by having that hero image there and then talking about China, you are sort of implying something about Singapore's wet markets as well, mm-hmm. So so so, and and she's a very smart person. She's educated. She's well spoken. You know, she she can go on Joe Rogan's podcast and talk for like a couple of hours and stuff like that. So so, it's, she's not the kind of person mm. who 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 by mistake would would do something like that, like Accidentally put a picture of Singapore there. I mean, everything she does is is definitely very calculated, la. So that
0: is true because. Right. Because, I mean, the way she describes the wet market in the first two paragraphs doesn't, is, not, uh, is not complimentary in any way. Uh. So, to, yeah. read, to read certain uh, excerpts from it, um, the first, first line of the entire article, there's a recurring flashback from my childhood that never fails to induce a blood-curdling shiver down my spine. Yeah. Um, then, the place was a veritable, not-so-little shop of horrors, and till today, those horrors remain firmly etched in my memory. A distinctly fetid stench greets you long before entering the market. I don't even know what the fuck fetid means. Soon it becomes apparent why they're not referred to as wet. Unidentified fluids, sometimes with ribbons of red swirls, pools around your shoes draining from the blocks of ice used to keep all the meats fresh. So, it's, yeah, it it doesn't paint the wet market in Singapore in a good light and Mm immediately the last line of the second paragraph is a mixture of blood water and flecks of fish scale rain upon me like macabre confetti the first sentence of the third paragraph is wet markets like the one in wuhan that was ground zero so yeah. actually yeah I, I get what you mean about how i mean now i think anyone putting content out needs to be very cognizant of of how everything relates to everything else like and like you you need to do your best job to make sure that things are not misinterpreted. Beyond yeah. a certain point, if people want to misinterpret, they'll misinterpret. Like, but I think it's the duty of any content creator to be responsible enough to make it as clear as possible. And this one, yeah, I kind of I see your point that the first two paragraphs paint Singapore like a fucking uh, hellhole, the wet yeah. markets, and then it merely goes to China and it ends off with why wet markets should be banned in China. Like.
1: Yeah, it doesn't address anything in Singapore. Or the fact that our wet markets in Singapore are actually much more heavy, heavily regulated. Um, yeah. And they are a very important source of fresh produce for a large part of the population as well. Oh. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I- I mean, in her last paragraph, she says the least China could do is introduce higher food safety higher food safety regulations, eradicate all wet markets, and ban the wildlife trade once and for all. So feels like there could have been so much to build on the food safety regulations part and point to Singapore as a positive example because I think in Singapore, the wet markets are well reg- regulated enough, yeah and like yeah like the 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 things you can buy there, like I think you also experienced it recently right, are much cheaper than the fucking markets like yeah
1: yeah the you can markets, buy right. Yeah, the, the beauty about wet markets in Singapore is that you can buy stuff literally, I want like three limes. I can walk into a wet market and like, okay, I'm going to buy three limes for like less than a dollar or something like that. Lah. Whereas like yeah. you go to a supermarket and sell you 12 at a go and you, you end up wasting a lot of food. And I guess the association
0: uh, where you jump from the wet market in Singapore to a wet market in China, I think they're two fucking different things, man. Yeah, yeah. So like the wet market she said like the wet market is like the one in Wuhan that was ground zero uh, I mean of course there's a lot of speculation whether or not it was ground zero but all evidence points to it being ground zero that yeah. wet market sold fucking wildlife man Singapore yeah. wet market the most exotic thing you can get is what octopus if I don't even know where you, you can get octopus can you get octopus Yeah, uh, I mean you can get
1: squid <laughs> I mean yeah, you definitely get all sorts of seafood and and, 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 and raw meat but nothing exotic for sure like the penguins and all that she's talking about.
0: Because if you look at
1: wet markets in Japan, mm.
0: right? The fucking Tsukiji fish fish market has been the epic epicenter of the wet market in Japan for how many goddamn fucking years? It's and a like, tourist it's attraction. Totally fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's a, yeah it's a tourist attraction. attraction. Yeah, it's a tourist attraction. You still get people killing and gu- gutting eels there, but but because it's so well run, well regulated, it works. So yeah. so yeah. So I mean. Yeah, now now I'm having a yalabad moment personally as well because when I read this I was like, yeah, I mean she has a point. Okay lah, she was just stupid to use that photo and not go back but um, I think this was something Joe Rogan pointed out in his podcast about the the what was it? Vegan documentary, uh Game Changers. Uh, the Game Changers. Yeah. About how little things can imply association even though it, even though it's not that explicit
1: lah. Yeah, correct, correct. I think the specific example was that uh in the documentary Game Changers they linked uh, advertising for meat to how the advertising for tobacco used to be they the, these mm. two different completely different industries and they they linked the methods that they used to advertise each product and so the the uh what part of the argument that uh Joe Rogan and another person was making was that uh you are sort of saying trying to insinuate in people's minds incept in people's minds that meat is almost as bad as tobacco mm, and then they, yeah, they and when, when they pressed that, the, the Game Changers documentary filmmaker about it he just kept saying no I never said such a thing I never said such a thing I never said such a thing which is essentially what this Melissa Chen is doing la. I never said such a thing even though she put the two ideas side by side to insinuate it in a, a different way la.
0: yeah and and I mean it's not say she's even like a, a person who has never been to Singapore and might think Singapore is in China she yeah. fucking grew up in
1: Singapore yeah which is, so I, that's, yeah. yeah, that's why I'm like kind of surprised there because I mean, like you said she was doing she's doing very interesting uh work in terms of translating literature across across different cultures and stuff like that right so yeah. so this sounds like someone who wants to bridge cultures rather than than uh enforce stereotypes about things so again, if anything like her the, even at the most base level her her article doesn't help the the, the stereotype that Singapore is part of China. You know, the one that we always... <laughs> every <laughs> yeah, time we go so to yeah. the US, every time we always have people ask you, oh, which part of China is, the, is Singapore? Eh? I mean, yeah. I think that, that, that one they ask you. They, oh, they ask me, oh, yeah, which yeah. part of the Caribbean or which part <laughs> of the Middle <laughs> East is Singapore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. <laughs> I, I get the China. I get the China <laughs> comment. You la. get the China one.
0: Yeah. Um, no, so And I mean, like, like even for her Amos Yi thing, right, I think what happened was she, she helped him make the jump, but after a while, when he went to US and lost, like, a, 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 a screw and started coming out and supporting pedophilia and all that, that's when she felt she couldn't stand for it, la, which I respect. La. You know, the fact that she tried to to provide asylum yeah. given what he did in Singapore, which I think by most accounts, people, there were there were quite a few people, myself included, who felt like, okay, he may have said some stupid things, but he wasn't being treated as a minor. La. Yeah, correct. So that's where I think she was being uh, noble enough to to help out. Mm. And when she stepped back after he started supporting pedophilia, yeah, I can understand. And... Like what you said, if you listen to a podcast, she seems like a very level-headed person who's very aware of how cultural differences can be uh, reinforced or broken. La. So this one, maybe maybe in all honesty, maybe she had not slept for a few days or like, <laughs> I don't know, was covering some stuff. She just u- uploaded the wrong image or yeah. missed out a paragraph. Yeah, yeah she missed out oh. a whole paragraph. Yeah, just explaining, oh, you know, Singapore <laughs> is
1: very different and maybe China should look into doing that. Yeah, she and here, here you get us...
0: Us two fucking idiots, ten thousand kilometers away, doing a, like a podcast on this fucking
1: thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean that. But it is, it is possible. It is entirely possible that that in the in proofreading or whatever, she they just she just forgot to include something or a disclaimer or whatever, and and subsequently it hit publish lah. And then now that it's out there and and it's getting views because of this of this uh mistake. Uh, then she just has to double down and pretend like oh it was entirely part of the plan ah. it's, it's possible ah. right?
0: Wow, which I mean she's also
1: surprising because she tweets a lot man it's almost like a
0: constant train of thought and I think if one thing, uh, uh like seems like the the one way of well, correcting a wrong you do online is to just accept that okay maybe something went wrong so. Who knows, man? Maybe, maybe if we post this and tag her, yeah. and we play the, hey, you know, we're Singaporean, you're Singaporean, you just went on Joe Rogan's podcast, we do podcasts. Yeah. Terrence is Chinese, you're Chinese. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe some link can happen there. Because it'd be cool if, if if we can get her on our podcast remotely. It'd be interesting. How cool yeah. would that be? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I mean, we can ask her about Amos Yeo. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I think I think she's. She, I mean, she might be just doubling down on on what she's what she published because she knows that that gets the clicks as well. Oh. Yeah, like, as opposed to issuing a correction or anything like that. La. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's a bit like what Donald Trump does these days as well, la, right? Just, he says something stupid and then after that, he just doubles, <laughs> du- doubles down on it. And then someone else has to clean up the mess for him after that. La.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's so funny, man. again, Again, in his
0: latest statement, apparently he misquoted something about the new drug trials they're having. Uh, and wow, fuck! I think he's like the epitome of someone who just I don't know. is so clueless whether they are aware of it or not that that they just go on thinking they didn't fuck up. Maybe that should be the yeah. way we should all lead our lives. You no, know? you fuck up, <laughs> but the next day you wake up, everything's back to normal, man. Yeah, you yeah, let other people clean up your shit.
1: Yeah, someone someone else will clean up your shit for you. Don't. Don't like everyone will forget eventually because everyone has such short attention spans.
0: Yeah, especially now. With every fucking week, like having some new thing that happens. Holy crap, man! Yeah. Holy crap! But yeah, yeah. maybe we should try and try and like we'll we, we'll definitely tag Melissa Chen. I don't know whether she's on Instagram, but we yeah. can tag her and just it would be cool if we can get her thoughts on this and and why why she did what she did. Like that would be cool. Yeah,
1: I mean, I I, I like it that I I like it. Uh, when we, I think that's something we don't do enough is that we don't take uh, take we we don't force accountability or we don't ask for accountability of the media as well. Uh, mm. A lot of times we don't question a eh, why why are certain uh, details being omitted or included in in this article or this why is this picture bigger than the other picture, you know things like that la. Especially like uh, the the real litmus test is come election time uh, You see the when you see the coverage in the mainstream media of like, you know, the incumbents versus opposition and you just compare the language and the size of the pictures and all that, you know, it's a very big exercise in understanding what their agenda is. Uh. Yes, so, yeah. So it, it's, it's, I feel like for someone like her who keeps talking about freedom and literacy and media literacy and culture and all that, I think she also needs to look at this at a, for a moment and, and not just play the, oh, I, I never said that, I never said that, that card, uh, that usual that very Donald Trumpish kind of way of doing things,
0: uh. Yeah, but she got uh, uh quite a few posts on uh s- how Singapore reacted to the to the C word uh and kind of like in
1: positive positive ways, la.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's why I say yeah. that's why I say yeah. I'm,
1: I was very surprised that she's not all about shitting on Singapore, especially on Joe yeah. Rogan's podcast. And and I thought there is something w- uh worth listening to listening to like, Cause I realized a lot of Singaporeans are angry, still angry with her because of emergency so so it, it, it's just <laughs> This this incident doesn't help her In in, in the view of Sing- uh, In terms of Sing- how Singaporeans view her But maybe she just doesn't care either Like, like she's already left the country Like for 20 over years
0: oh, Stella, Now yeah. I really want to talk to her Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah yeah Interesting character for sure
0: Yeah Cool Cool, cool, yeah. cool, cool Hey, we
1: avoided We only said the C word once In the last half an hour Yeah it's Amazing And don't
0: say we, okay You did it Don't drag me down with you You, said you only said it I didn't say I didn't say it at all. I was, very, I was very cognizant of it. Okay. And we okay. lasted, yeah, 31 minutes, 31 minutes. Okay, 31, cool, cool. Okay. Now, into, into another distantly, I guess distantly related uh, topic, but fucking awesome. Uh, it, it was when? Uh, it was today, is it? Were you talking about a uh, show or what? No, no, the, the second topic like, for today. Oh,
1: I thought we were going uh, to... Of course, like, that's something that we talked about doing uh, on our podcast, was to actually play a clip from
0: oh, I thought after after we finished talking about the topics. Oh, you mean we play it now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess we, we play it now. We play yeah. it
1: now. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, we've been we've been a lot of people have been asking, hey, uh, what goes on beyond the first three episodes of the show, Because like, they they watch oh, the so first. Oh, so yeah.
0: Then I think maybe maybe can can tell people the show is not the podcast show. Is the other? show. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. That's right. i will show yeah, she's a you and I love her. Yeah. yeah. As all you listeners can tell, Terence and I like really really lock everything down before podcast but then I ultimately fuck it up so, so Terrence take it away <laughs>
1: but, yeah as you know our show She's a terrorist, and I love her has been out for I think a few weeks already uh, the first yeah. three episodes are free to watch so feel free to just pop on the hook uh, or me watch uh, which is the formerly known as Toggle to watch it uh, but beyond the first three episodes a lot of people are like hey shit you know I want to watch it but I don't want to pay anything more because of the economic crisis and all that is there a solution for people who don't want to pay that much more, Harish?
0: Uh, am am I supposed to have a solution? I mean I okay I know Hook has a thirty day free trial. Mm,
1: yes, that's right. That's the solution, right? Oh that was the solution you're <laughs> going for. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. I was asking them to the pirate or anything, <laughs> la, don't worry.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. So that there, there is if you first of all like if if I mean okay. Um, it's always we always appreciate when people try and support local and we try to so if you guys can support local that would be wonderful and if you feel like paying what I think hook every month is 798 for one month okay fine uh, you want to put that expense somewhere else sure you want to buy another frappuccino sure but hook does offer a one month free trial when you sign up so if you can just sign up Finish five episodes, which are just like thirty twenty-five to thirty minutes each, within a month. You can watch it for free. So yeah, so technically you can still watch it for free. Yeah, so so there's I, no I think, real
1: excuse. Yeah, because I think um like what you said lah, it's uh it's just uh it's a very bingeable four hours, and uh, it there's really uh you just try if you like if you like hook because hook is a platform as well. Uh, it's still it has a lot of movies and other things that you might be interested in. Uh, and you'll be surprised at the range of uh, Hollywood movies that you can find a hook compared to something yeah. like Netflix. Because um, yeah. as you know right now, production has halted for all Netflix shows uh, as well. So you're not going to get a lot of new stuff coming out. for the. the I think the pipeline is going to be clogged up a little bit. La. and yeah. It might be worth just looking at what other options are out there as well. La.
0: And, and it's not just us saying that it's a bingeable series because we're
1: not just like uh, uh,
0: tooting our own horn. But just, I mean, this week uh, we, were, we, were, we were interviewed by the South China Morning Post yeah. uh, because the reporter herself chanced upon our show and watched all eight episodes in a row. And the article on South China Morning Post, which is a fairly well-read uh, newspaper, will be, will be publishing an article on the show next
1: week. Yeah, so it's something yeah. to look forward to. And yeah, yeah, so we we talked about, we want to uh, maybe give a preview by playing a clip from a from a one of... Which, which episode did we play play it till? I think last time was episode three, so now it'll be episode four. Yeah, so it's, this is the so-called play. an audio tier. clip, yeah. Yeah, but we're going to play an audio clip of something that might be interesting for you so that you can decide for yourself if you want to continue watching as well. And here it is.
0: Hanyo, are you threatening me? <coughs>
1: No, I'm just telling you to play it smart. And FYI, this is borderline sexual harassment. Look, just play along. And give me all the information that your mole has. (laughs) Who knows? You just might be able to keep your job. As my bitch!
0: Okay, cool. So so just Google She's a Terrorist, uh, hook, H O O Q and you'll find a link to it. You can watch the first three episodes for free and you can sign up for a free thirty days to watch the other five. Yeah. Cool. All right, now now back to this show. Mm. Uh the second half of this show, which is where we talk about another newsworthy topic that uh whether or not, whether or not it's newsworthy is one thing. It just caught our attention. Yeah, I think and it caught this a came lot out. of people's
1: attention. Yeah,
0: <laughs> this came out today at three fifty-six p.m. Hot off the fucking press, man. <laughs> now it's just like five p.m. Uh, uh, shall I read the title of the mothership article? <laughs> yeah, please do. Shanmugam, uh, which is the Minister of Law of uh, for from Singapore, slams Facebook post by NUS Atheist Society suggesting using holy books as toilet paper. So. This again, it can stand alone without even the what's going on in the world now. So let's just take it as it is. Just assume there's a shortage of toilet paper anywhere in the world or in Singapore for whatever reason. And the the Facebook posts NUS Atheist Society, which is just a uh like a like a meme account or something for mm. with a thousand followers. I don't think they are they are hardcore atheists like Richard Dawkins uh, followers and all, right? Yeah. I think they just post funny stuff and poking fun at religion la. so so they, they posted just a picture of the Holy Bible and the Quran with that caption and then Shanmugam about an hour ago posted uh, like he starts off his post on Facebook within square brackets post offensive to Muslims and Christians and then he goes on to describe it uh, and the apparently police and IMDA which is the Information and Media Development Authority of Singapore have asked Facebook to disable access to the offensive post in Singapore yeah. Uh yeah. So, so it's just, um, I don't know. It's it's just fucking. I mean, when you when you send me this article, I just burst out laughing. Uh.
1: I mean, one of the main things is that uh them clamping down so hard has also brought more attention to attention the actual post as itself. Always, as, yeah. as always. So the meme the meme page after they got taken down, they had a response on Facebook or so. Uh uh-huh. Which I need to uh, just open it up to see. Uh, are you NUS on the page? NUS Yeah, yeah. So they yeah. have uh a thousand one
0: hundred and three followers. Yeah. So N.U.S. So Atheist Society statement in yeah. the aftermath of N.U.S. Students United. N.U.S. Atheist Society denounces the excessive power that government has to take down spoof and meme pages.
1: Although this one was from tw- that one that you're reading was from some time back if you scroll further down oh yes now, oh shit five so hours it's not ago. the first
0: time it's not yeah. the first time
1: <laughs> yeah so five hours ago NUS Atheist Society posted thanks for convicting us of thought crime therefore please use these discreetly during times of toilet paper crisis <laughs> so wait, I wait. mean they're, they they've definitely they're definitely taking the mickey and then below is the is the Facebook advisory lah, an important message about your photo Due to local legal restrictions, we've limited access to your photo in Singapore. (laughs) 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 So, NUS Atheist Society is obviously not, uh, they're not uh, sorry about what they did. They are just like, they're just trolling even more right now.
0: So, so I mean, in the comments, right, uh, but there are quite a few people kind of chastising the NUS Atheist Society about why they are doubling down and saying it's okay to be an atheist but treading on religious sensitivities in Singapore has a price and you're probably going to pay for it. Yeah. Um, they, they say this is sedition and offensive under the maintenance of religious harmony act. Mm-hmm. But is it is it really sedition though? I mean like in the past when like like Pretty Please and Subhash Nair did the rap thing I after putting a lot of thought through it uh, to it I felt that was somewhat seditious. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, I feel like
1: I don't know. Is it is it seditious? I mean, it is. I mean, essentially, it's saying that religious text is nothing better than toilet paper. That's the, what the that that image implies, like Right. Uh. So religion, I think, is one of the protected, uh, one of the sacred protected things in Singapore's constitution as well. So. It, I whether it breaks law? Yeah, I think I think it does break the law in that sense,
0: lah. Hmm.
1: <laughs> <Whoa>.
0: <laughs> so, like, I mean, okay, you're saying, I guess, okay, th- this is where you need to extrapolate it for it to be offensive, lah, because you assume toilet paper is just to wipe
1: shit, but you can use yeah. toilet paper for a bunch of other reasons, that right? It's true, lah. Yeah, correct. So, yeah, is is someone basically uh, I guess someone feels offended that it has devalued the worth of, of of their but religious text. But I mean, like text, I, huh? I sometimes use toilet paper to wipe my face when
0: it's wet. Yeah, is that is that odd? So I mean, ultimately, if putting something to my face, I mean, in some way you could say is is being respectful of it. So so is it is it that the it's like you you know the the Rorschach test or like those things where they have yeah. a black outline but your mind fills in. And kind of tells you what it says, or you start yeah. like filling in the blanks. Is yeah, this a yeah. case of that where people are filling in the blanks of toilet paper being used to wipe people's assholes?
1: Yeah, I mean, because actually the the first thing I thought of was that toilet paper is such a hot commodity now, lah. It's like the yeah, most the most <laughs> exactly. expensive thing that you might want to buy, or even if you can even can you even get it, la? So so so, True, so like, the, yeah. when when people talk about toilet paper to me now, it's just like oh, it's gonna be very expensive or what, lah so, no, so it's like it?
0: yeah. You, if you think about it, like they're saying, like it can be used in place of toilet paper, right? Like, what yeah. is the for any religion? One of the the goals is to spread it, right, and to get yeah. it into as many people's hands as possible. So when they're saying use this as toilet paper, if you want to be abstract about it, it's like almost like okay, let people fight over this because it is so in demand. We want people to want this as much as possible. So yeah. so you can also extrapolate it that
1: way. What? But but that's where that's where the the name of the of this. Uh, Facebook page is the is the giveaway because Uh, okay no and
0: okay one more thing right if you want to talk about extrapolation right all the caption says is for use during toilet paper shortages and then a picture of the two books Mm. you could also argue that in times of extreme toilet paper shortage where you're being you know stressed and and depressed these books can give you solace you know they can be they're they're not saying use it to wipe your ass so that's why I feel I feel like this can go so many ways and if you just choose to to think one way then mm. then I feel this is not seditious in fact now I feel more so that this is not seditious mm-hmm. but, because but that's y- all the caption says
1: but that's the thing about the that's the thing about the law in Singapore right like what we feel about whether something is seditious or not right it's, uh it's a very big grey area uh, in the sense that it, the the authorities have the uh, ultimate power to determine whether something is seditious la. and that's where it's it's um i mean we're ma- you're making very logical points about it, but uh as a law itself, if they just say that okay this is seditious then then there's there's not much you can say about it la but i mean all, all, i mean one of the things that the comments the first comment in this um is it, quite actually is interesting to me when it says ask why are you doubling down it's okay to be an atheist but treading on religious sensitivities in Singapore has a price and you're probably going to pay for it. Uh, I don't really care about them paying for it because I, I don't... I, I mean, this is just a troll page. Right? It doesn't mean anything. I don't even know if these people are based in Singapore. But the fact that they use the term atheist, it just blanket paints atheists again as like uh, people who are anti-religion and, and you know are going to say very mean things about your religion and things like that. Lah. Which is not true. Lah. Sometimes atheists just... They just you know they just they just don't believe like, and then they're not necessarily out there to to antagonize anyone either. But when this NUS atheist society it posts something like that 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 has antagonized a lot of uh, religious people, it just puts a, a bad name for atheists as well like.
0: yeah, I mean a bad name for atheists, I, I guess. But okay, let's say let's say if they were not called the NUS Atheist Society, would that make be less of an issue? Because if you look on Mugam's page, right, a lot of the mm. comments are fucking like loving the crap out of him uh, and saying, thank you, Minister, for saving our country and all that. But a lot of the comments also kind of go into the argument of atheists versus religious people. Mm-hmm. So, to me, it's again, like it's extrapolating something that, well, like, you want to talk about the beliefs of atheists versus religious people just based on this post and like, chastising this this anonymous group for this post. I feel it's it's doing more to, to divide, if anything like and even Shamugam's post there's a there's a mosaic out picture of the Quran and the Bible. But yeah. <laughs> in some way like what you say, like clamping down is kind of giving more attention to it, unless at the back of his mind he knows that these people are gonna be jailed or 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 in, or in for investigation So yeah. for him, it's like okay, this might give it more visibility, but ultimately these people are gonna pay. Which I think is like, and I mean, the past few weeks I've been like thinking the Singapore government like fucking has been doing a great job. Uh, yeah. and 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 as much as I as I like criticizing them because it makes me feel better about myself, this just gives more ammo to. For me to to again see like why why does this have to be done? Like I really think this is this is uh, something that's totally unnecessary,
1: So your thought is that they uh, don't have to uh, unnecessary in terms of uh, in terms of who?
0: I mean, I I think okay. So I th- I wish this this sort of post would just be allowed to just live. Oh okay. Uh, okay. But because I don't see anything inherently wrong with it. Mm. But if you ask me, given the context of Singapore, yeah, la, I don't think they would get away
1: with it, la, which is yeah.
0: sad lah, because there's so many assumptions that people have to make for this to become offensive, like I feel.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, la, I, I think uh well I wouldn't vilify the government or Shamugam specifically for anything because he I mean it's part of his job to also Yeah, if it's part he, of his job, lah. Yeah, if someone complains he has to react somehow, lah. Um but you know, I guess yeah in in terms of you saying that uh you wish it wasn't necessary I guess you're saying that you wish that the people wouldn't get so worked up so easily and end up bringing yeah. more bringing more attention to something that they don't want people to see like or spread like right and co-
0: and causing more divide and again uh, blanket uh, brushing the entire group of atheists and religious people because now yeah. people probably hardcore atheists would look at this, all these people religious people and saying oh look at this, this bunch of uh, buttho- hurt people and all that and religious people are going to look at atheists and like what you said like, they, they paint a brush like, when to me this one and I totally get why Shamugam has to respond because like what you said the rules are clear in Singapore yeah. I guess my issue is more with the rules and the why people can't just um let it be here uh let it be especially for something as ambiguous as this if yeah. they said you can use this to wipe your ass yeah. then to me, that's a bigger problem. But just looking at the caption, for use during toilet paper shortages, a lot of people bring books uh, into the toilet to <laughs> read. Maybe they just, just saying, you know, you bring this in, you keep calm, you learn to use a fucking bidet and yeah. like, least with all struggles, you're trying something new, you can use these sort of religious texts to ground you and and make you get get over the obstacle. Lah. So you can look at it a lot of different ways. But the one way to, that when you look at it, becomes offensive is what is, what, uh, is seen to be the, it's, it's, that is uh, a sign to be the intention of the atheist society. La. And yeah. I guess it doesn't help that they're called that. So you can assume that, yeah, they, they just want to poke fun at religion. La. So it yeah. just feels like a lot of, you know, like when, you, like when, you're, when you're dating, uh, uh, when you're trying to ask someone you don't know on a date and she doesn't reply or she replies something which is somewhat ambiguous and you start filling your mind with all these stories of what she's thinking, what she might not be thinking. This feels mm-hmm. like that. La. Unfortunately, yeah,
1: yeah. it has to do with religion and the law. La. Yeah, but, you know, speaking of um, paper, right, like, actually, one interesting nugget I, 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 heard, I heard last time, like, I don't know how true it is, but I heard from someone who who owned a uh, paper factory in, in Indonesia and all that, was that the mm. two biggest salt, um, buyers for his factory, la, of the paper, was uh, for, the paper was either used for religious texts or for rolling tobacco and smoke, and, and for cigarettes, right? <laughs> la. <laughs> So those were his two biggest customers, customer bases. Uh. So it's, to me, it was just the most, I mean, the biggest ironic thing, the most ironic thing ever. Uh. That His two his two biggest customers were either like the religious texts or, or cigarettes. Uh.
0: And here I am trying to fucking recycle at home just to save the fucking trees. Whereas yeah. some people just stop smoking cigarettes, we can save more trees. God <laughs> ah, yeah. damn,
1: man. So it's a, uh, this whole thing, uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things where, I in mean, Shanmugam, yeah, like he's caught between a rock and a hard place. Even if he thinks like, oh my God, why is this such an overreaction? Like he still has and to he's, do something. Th-
0: yeah. And he's probably thinking like, fuck man, the world is fucking melting. <laughs> 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 these fuckers that post this. Yeah. I still have to type out a fucking post and call out these idiots for offending some other people. Fuck this shit, but he has to do it. He has to do so it, la. he's <laughs> probably, I mean, he and his, his peers are probably not getting much sleep. And I am yeah. probably stressed as fuck. So heads off to them. In fact, yeah. I think they, I would, I maybe one day in the f- in the past, in the future, when Shamugam is retired and able to speak his mind, maybe he might look back and say, you know, all that fucking times I had to deal with all this fucking shit, stupid fucking emotions hurt. Oh my god, that that would be that would be nice to hear uh. Yeah, yeah. I think I think his Shamugam will have a lot of war stories to tell. Maybe that's why he has four times. dogs ah. Uh. Just to go back and just like vent, he has four dogs right, I think Is it does he have four dogs, oh he has a bunch of dogs like
1: he's he's okay definitely more than one he's a he's uh he's known in the dog community as a dog lover. La. yeah,
0: yeah, and I think there was a short documentary done of him last time, he definitely has more than one dog, maybe that's why he needs more than one dog like he just mm. goes back and he vents to them, about all the stupid things he has to take care of amidst <laughs> the much bigger problems la. yeah God Probably. damn! god damn, but Best yeah types. so so. Okay, one benefit of shit like this happening is that it takes us away from the C word like.
1: Yeah, we've not mentioned it at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, like so maybe maybe this is this is maybe NUS AT Society is so meta thinking that okay, the one thing that would make people as passionate is religion, like they will take one for the team and post something like this to take people's attention away from from the bigger the bigger stuff happening in the world today. Like. So yeah. So for that, I mean if people are gonna extrapolate and assume uh, uh, call uh, Assign intention to them I'm going to assign them This intention uh. Th- They mm. took one for the team And give us something To talk about this week <laughs> Thank you so thank you, you to those Yeah guys. thank yeah. you NUS <laughs>
1: Atheist Society <laughs> But yeah you, got, cool. you, got, you, you all have Some paperwork To get through For the next couple Yeah of that's why Weeks I think Yeah at least keep
0: them busy la. Yeah Yeah cool. cool 51 minutes Without talking And now we are We are Wait we have We have a new segment This week Uh, (laughs) which is which is so just to just to give our listeners uh, some context of course if you have any thoughts on the first two stories we spoke about uh, please do DM us Uh, we always do try to respond to whoever DMs us no matter how long your message might be Um, but uh, in the past we have had people ask whether they can call in while we are recording the podcast which logistically is kind of hard because we don't do live recordings as of now but Mm. we also realised that in Instagram DM you can actually send a voice message so, we just put out a post uh, some a few hours before today's uh, session, just calling to see whether anyone might actually send us an audio clip of something that is not uh, related to the C word, uh, whether it's uh, a piece of encouragement, a question, or, or something to do uh, while you're at home. And we actually got one person sending someone something in, mm-hmm. uh, and we're going to play it now. Uh, going forward, if, I mean, we, we're going to try and do this more often. We are, we are toying with the idea of doing more regular podcasts, maybe twice a week, especially now when we are both working from home. And and I mean, the response every time we put out a podcast is great. So we want to do more of that and maybe have a more heads up for our listeners to kind of ask questions. So it'll be like a call in to the podcast, except it's done beforehand. So we will just record the clips uh, and then play it on the podcast. So, mm. so, so now we're gonna play uh, one we receive today from from Kaytanya, who has actually been on our podcast. Uh, we're not gonna act like, oh my god, who is this Keitania Tan person? <laughs> uh, she has been on our podcast. She has act- she acted in our show, uh, and I guess she's also a fan of the uh, podcast. So she she was one of the first to to send something in, and this is what she sent. Hey It's Tanya, or Kid of All Traits, on Instagram. Um, Since we're all sending um, voice messages and videos to you guys, I thought I'd share my favorite Myers-Briggs personality test, the MBTI personality test. Um, It's on the website 16personalities.com. And uh, you get to know a little bit more about yourself uh, if you're self-quarantining this uh, COVID-19 season. That's about it. <laughs> Have fun. Okay, so that was Ketanya Tan. Uh, she did say the C word, so if you're doing a shot <laughs> of your Sri Racha or water, please go ahead. But but yeah, going forward. Oh, and, and we uh, a dear listener of ours who uh, uh, took a page from when we started talking about the possibility of having a subreddit for our podcast, when another listener of ours messaged us asking whether we are going to have a subreddit so the first listener actually created a subreddit uh we're going to put a link in the show notes and uh, i guess the reason why we thought the subreddit was a good idea when we, when we first uh heard about it is um that so the people who have been messaging us on instagram they they like the fact that they can talk to us but they also want to find out what other listeners think about whatever podcast we do so the goal of this subreddit is just a place where after every show, we will post a link to the latest episode and hopefully listeners will go there and kind of share their thoughts, not just with us, but with other people from the community as well. So, yeah. so just, just like this podcast, I mean, it's, it's new, it's growing. So if you guys can show some love, uh, post a comment, we would really, really appreciate that because just like how we started this podcast as an experiment and seeing it grow over the past few months has been awesome. We yeah. want to see that pod- uh, subreddit grow also,
1: just don't post pictures of uh, religious texts and, and say that you want to use it as toilet paper. La. <laughs> Unless, uh, then maybe then we invite Shamugam to be part of the subreddit. La. No, then our sh- subreddit will get shut down also. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, we don't want that to happen. True,
0: true, true. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we got those two things out of the way. Now it's for the, time for the final segment called One Shook Thing.
1: It's our favourite segment because so, it always puts yeah, it's a smile on segment. everyone's faces. Right? Yeah. So so so, what's your one shock thing, there Uh, my one shock thing of the week, actually, is a Netflix show. It's uh mm. called Kingdom. I think a lot of people. Oh, you finish? Yeah, it oh. should mm. by now. If you've, unless you've uh, really been living on a rock, it's number one on the trending page of Netflix in Singapore. So a lot of people have watched it. It's a very good zombie, zombie uh movie that is set during the uh, ancient. Korean uh, ancient Korea times, so it's, it is a Korean show, but it doesn't have all the typical Korean drama tropes or, or K-pop or anything like it's that. A that la. La,
0: right? It's a series, right? a series. Yeah, it's a full right? series. Yeah, ah. full
1: two two hmm. seasons already. So this is the second season, uh, after a very a very big cliffhanger in the first season, and uh, I mean I don't want to spoil it. It's just it's just uh, interesting to watch because of the times that we're living in, the C and everything, and and how people deal with it so it's uh and I think it gives a very much more satisfying um, it has a much more satisfying ending like this season than last season so so, so I think that so it is worth checking out yeah
0: so that means because it's your one shot thing I assume it's good la. uh
1: yeah I mean I uh, I have my thoughts about the season 2 versus season 1 but it, overall as a whole I think it's a it's a very good piece of entertainment you know um, okay, okay. it's not i wouldn't say it's like masterpiece or anything like that uh in, in fact people who know me better if i if if you've had conversations with me in recent days i would <laughs> you would have also uh, heard my theory about when the production started running out of money la. like i feel like you could literally see a difference between uh, from episode to episode la. like at one point because they fi-
0: cause they did they did run out of money right
1: uh, I think they budget. went way over budget and you know, over schedule and and stuff like that, which was something that Harish highlighted to me. And then I, yeah. I when watching the show, I actually felt like I literally could see the point when that happened uh. And it's, oh, it's it's quite interesting because, especially if you are involved in media and production and all that, just just understanding how to cheat certain things and all, and then it, it, then it helps you to look out for oh this is the point when probably they realize oh shit we can't we don't have budget to hire more people and stuff like that lah
0: oh but that's cool yeah I mean I, I don't know why I haven't started watching it because I remember watching season 1 and I had heard so much about it and honestly after the first episode I was like fuck man this is so slow I can't do it and then I watched yeah. the second episode it got better but by third episode I was like holy shit this is good and by the end I was like oh my god I can't yeah. wait for season 2 uh. and, and I think that's the mark of a good show uh, where people are just waiting for season 2 to come out
1: yeah 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 exactly so, oh okay so that's cool I might I might watch it tonight oh yeah yeah you I think yeah it's a uh, but it's not a. It's not, uh, Super bingeable and it, it does it does feel slow at certain points as well. I uh. think oh, I think you, okay, I think okay, you okay. know that, alright So, yeah, so but
0: no, I, w- I won't binge. I, I haven't actually binged an entire season of any show in uh, before. Huh? Not uh, even. I always show. like to spread. Now, I won't show I watched it in two parts, oh, but okay, that was more okay. a logistical thing. Uh, I see. Because I, I, I wanted to watch it with my girlfriend, and then we watch a few episodes first, and then we had to go our separate ways, and then we watched it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Probably, okay. she probably cool. pissed probably pissed off or something. Uh. Then she, she's like, okay, fuck, I'm not watching this shit anymore.
0: <laughs> then after that, she's like, okay la, fine, I'll finish it with you lah, fucking yeah. hell, so we can just shut up and stop yeah. talking about it. Exactly. <laughs> okay, cool. My my one show thing is also a show, uh, which I watched uh on the on the plane on the way back from from Bali, which was the cause of my fucking self quarantine for these two weeks. Is Jojo Rabbit.
1: Mm. Yeah. Have you seen it yet? No, I've not seen it. No.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it's 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 funny because after that I was reading the reviews and it was quite polarizing amongst the critics. But amongst mm. the general viewer, it got universal uh, acclaim. La. And I don't know, I feel the critics, the comments, some of it was like, oh, you know, it could have gone so much deeper and darker about Nazism and, and all that. But to me, I think it was a great film. It was it was, it was, was a very contained film. Like when you watch it, if, if you're involved, involved in production, right? I mean, granted, the budget was still $15 million, but if you look in the Hollywood sphere of thing, things, that's a tiny budget. La. And the way they told a very good story with just a few characters was very inspirational to me as a aspiring filmmaker. La. So that was good. It was a great movie. Uh, I have such a man crush on Taika Waititi's uh, filmmaking skills now. Uh, so that was that was good. But the the, the cake or the, the the cream on top of the one Show thing cake is that the sound designer for the show is Ailing Lee, which is mm. the Singaporean sound designer who won an Academy Award for La La Land.
1: I see. But yeah, is the show we, very big on on like music and and audio?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it definitely I wouldn't say big in the sense of like Baby Driver big, but the music definitely uh plays a a big part into it, like, Because the way I think he uh, Taika Waititi managed to navigate the seriousness of Nazism and Hitler and and World War Two was uh with with the comical performances with the writing, but also with music. So mm-hmm. like in the intro, he plays the "I wanna hold your hand" yeah, I see, I see. with uh, 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 on top of a montage of people Heil Hitlering uh, with the right hand up. So I see, I see. so I think music music did play a big part in in it and it was a good movie. Uh, and I read the whole screenplay yesterday. Uh, and to see the name of a Singaporean on the show is also wow fuck that is awesome yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, so so that's but cool. There might be a chance to see it in Singapore cinemas again soon because I what I hear is that. Uh, cinemas are going to start like showing uh, older shows because a lot yeah, of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, the big new shows have been uh, either postponed or, or cancelled entirely la. Yeah, so there might but still be a chance to watch some of these like a few months older award winning shows la.
0: but then the tricky thing is there is like should we even be going to watch movies I guess that's a whole topic for a whole separate discussion
1: la. yeah it's, a, it's another C word discussion
0: yeah it's another <laughs> C word discussion but yeah so I guess that's that's our podcast for our second. I guess no. This is kind of like this week's podcast. We are going to explore doing two podcasts a week, yeah. uh, like I mentioned earlier. So so we'll see how it goes. Uh, we're trying to break into the top twenty on Spotify and eventually the top ten and maybe the top three. That would be awesome.
1: Yeah, but I just want to say that if yeah, like if uh, don't, we will always remember that the essence of what our podcast is is about talking about real topics, you know, and and and. And uh, stuff that We feel that you guys Are interested in la. So always yeah. do keep keep Giving us feedback About what you think About this week's topic Because that really Motivates us to actually Think harder Or or dig dig deeper For more More interesting topics uh. Until we choose to sell out uh, Then we have other presenters And like music And sound effects And all that uh. No, okay. I'm nice daily. Ness nice daily is on <laughs> our <laughs> yeah. hit list We've got to get <laughs> nice him in For interview Ask him How do you be so successful In Singapore
0: Yeah and then all our podcasts will just be one minute lo- one minute long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> cool.
0: <laughs> okay, cool, man. Stay Thanks safe, guys everyone. for listening in. And cheers <laughs> and we will talk to you all next week. Yeah. Keep a safe distance.